your Bible, turn to Acts chapter number four. Acts chapter number four, we'll start where we left off last time. Are you glad to be saved? All right, Acts chapter four in verse number 32. Verse number 32. We're going to, we'll just read it and then, uh, and then I'll let you sit down and I'll bring you up to speed. All right. All right. Acts four in verse number 32. If you found your spot, say amen. amen. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his what? was his own, but they had all things common and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation or son of encouragement, son of exhortation, a Levite in one of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now continue reading. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being private to it. She was well aware of what was going on and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. But Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then she fell down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. Now read verse 11 with me. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. Say it one more time. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. Well, I reckon. I reckon so. Uh, imagine that church service. Imagine that, that, that time. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the privilege and the honor it is to be in your house. And Lord, I, I thank you for uh, an opportunity to, to share your word again. And uh, Lord, we, we come and, and these people have probably worked hard all day. And they wore out and they're, they're looking for a blessing. And Lord, they came to uh, be spoken to by you and I pray that you'll do that. I pray that through your word... Uh, Lord, you'll minister to us tonight, edify us, encourage us, and 
Uh, Lord, I pray that your perfect will be done. Give me the ability to, to speak in a way that everybody can understand it. I pray that you'll give me the, the strength and the unction from the Spirit of God. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And Lord, please don't let me forget anything that's very important that I need to say. I pray that your perfect will be done. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> you may be seated. Tell me, tell me, tell me what the title of the, the lesson is tonight. All right, let's all say it. Say it again. Who do you think that he is? It's Satan. It's Satan. <clears throat> Here he comes again. Now, now let's back up a little bit. Let's back up a little bit. And 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 because and, if we if we if we don't do a little uh, uh, review, you're not going to understand the context of what just happened. Uh, if we go back a little bit, we'll find out that in chapter number uh, chapter number three, that Peter and, and 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 John are going into the temple in the hour of prayer, and there's a crippled man there. They heal this crippled man. Uh, he's jumping and leaping and praising God, and it attracts a crowd. And uh, Peter preaches to this crowd. Uh, the Pharisees, the leaders of the temple, don't like it. They they arrest Peter and John and and keep them in hold overnight. And, and interrogate him the next day. And uh, even though they were arrested, there were still thousands of people that believed the message. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. And, and, and so the Pharisees really didn't know what to do. And the Sadducees didn't know how to, how to handle this situation. Because if what these men are saying is true, then that meant they're responsible for the murder of the promised Messiah that God promised to send to Jewish people. And we, get, we, just can't, we just can't let this go on like this. We've got to stop this. Uh, uh, we can't let them continue to preach in Jesus' name. And so they begin to threaten them and say, don't preach in this name anymore. You can preach all you want, but don't preach in this name. We don't want you speaking this name. We don't want you preaching this name. Don't be spreading this out. Are you trying to get us all killed? You're putting this man's blood on our hands. And it was there. Say amen. And so Peter and John go back. Uh, Peter and John go back to the church and, uh, and they let them know what happened. They, 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 they begin to share the news with them of, of the persecution that's going on. Now, now here's where I want to, here's where, let's, let's kind of start right here. Uh, uh, in, in chapter number two, we find the day of Pentecost, right? And, and we find God blessed in an incredible way, correct? Okay. This means, yeah, this means no, get with me people. Amen. Am I right? Uh, God is blessing, they're praising God, having favor with all the people. The Lord's adding unto the church, how? Daily. The Lord's adding to the church daily, such as should be saved. That's pretty good, amen? Uh, those who were being saved. So, the, so God is moving in an incredible way. People are getting saved. They're having fellowship. They are together. They're in unity. Uh, they're in one mind and one accord. And, and, and things are going great. They have the favor of God, the touch of God on them. And guess who shows up? Satan. And Satan brings a persecution against the church, against the cause of Christ. Satan, he decided if we persecute them, if we threaten them, maybe we can stop the gospel, the good news from getting out. So he brought persecution against the church. But guess what? It doesn't work. Matter of fact, it made it worse. 
Because they went back to the church and they said, do you see what's happening? Do you see these threats? Let's go to our God and let's tell him what's going on. And we will, we will, we will pray and say, God, if you will take care of the persecution, if you will take care of the threats, we'll preach and we will give, Lord, give us boldness. We're going to depend on you to take care of what they're doing. But we ask for boldness so we can preach your word. Lord, don't move that mountain. Just give me strength to climb. And guess what? He was pleased with that prayer. And God gave him great boldness. Are y'all with me? Now we're in the, we're in the, the uh, toward the end of chapter four that we just got through reading. And, and, and what, what are we seeing? We're seeing they're boldly proclaiming the gospel. People are getting saved like crazy. And not only that, but there is an atmosphere in the church that's electric. Say amen. Now, now. Here he comes again. Here he comes again. And so that's what we want to, that's what we want to deal with tonight. All right. So number one, number one, let's talk about this atmosphere. Okay. Let's talk about this atmosphere. Number one. Now here in, in your notes, if you'll look up in the intro, <clears throat> if you'll look up in your intro, look at, let's, let's read that for just a second. Satan had failed completely in his attempt to silence the witness of the church. Would y'all agree with that? Say amen. amen. However, the enemy never gives up. Say, preacher, I, I was victorious today. Well, get ready tomorrow. Get ready tomorrow. He's not going to quit. He's not going to give up. He's not going to stop. He's just going to change his strategy. His first approach had been to attack the church from the outside. How did he attack from the outside, hoping that arrest and threats would frighten the leaders. When that failed, Satan decided to attack the church from the, uh uh-oh, and use people who were part of the fellowship. Oh boy. We must face the fact that Satan is a clever foe. If he does not succeed as the devouring lion, then he attacks as the deceiving serpent or the angel of light. Satan is both a murderer and a liar. And the church must be prepared for both attacks. So let's look at this. Number one. Number one. I want you to see the supernatural atmosphere. Supernatural atmosphere. Why why am I saying this? Why am I using the word supernatural? Because what was happening was a God thing. Okay? What was happening was a God thing. And, and And I'll show you. And I'll prove it to you. All right? Look, write this down. Hey. It was an atmosphere of generosity. It was an atmosphere of generosity. How many of y'all know getting people to give out their wallet is supernatural? Come on. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. This is the deal, amen? Now watch this. Let's, Let's go back and read. Let's go back and read. Look in verse number 32. Verse number 32. How many of y'all, how many of y'all are primarily from the South? <clears throat> All right. How many of y'all are not so fortunate? <clears throat> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. So, so how many of y'all are basically from the Bible Belt? And, and so y'all are well aware that, that churches uh, uh, split on a regular basis. Are y'all with me? Fighting and fuss and cuss and, and, and argue and, and move down the road and start another one. <clears throat> right? That's usually, that's usually what happens. 
I, I heard a story of a man who was, he, he, he was in a shipwreck and he, he was the only lone survivor. And here he is on, a, on a, a deserted island, was there for like 10 or 15 years. And finally a ship comes by and sees, the, sees him and, 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 and stops to rescue him. And, and, and when they get on the, on the shore, there's three, there's three buildings. And they, and they say, well, what are these three buildings for? He said, well, that building is where I live. And he said, well, what's this building? He said, that's where I go to church. They said, well, where's that building? He said, that's where I used to go to church. <laughs> Some of y'all ain't even laughing. You know I'm right. He was a Baptist, amen. He can't even get along with himself. Now, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Look what, look what the kind of heart they had. And the multitude, verse 32, and the multitude of them that believed were of and of. That's unity. That is so missing today in, in, in tons of churches. Being together on the same page, wanting to accomplish the same thing. There's too many places that have their own agenda. They have their own plan. It's no wonder we can't get anything done in the American church. Listen, they were together. That's why I'm saying this was supernatural. Now watch this. It, 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 it gets even more supernatural. Neither said any of them, watch now, that aught of the things which he possessed was his own. You know what that literally means? Is the way they felt in their heart after they became believers in Christ, nothing they owned belonged to them. Everything belonged to God. Everything belonged to God. Now, let me help you with something. That is correct. What did, what did, what did Job say? How many of y'all remember reading in the book of Job when, when all the servants came to him and he lost his children, he lost his finances, he lost every way to make any money, everything in his life, all his possessions, all his wealth, his kids even, all the stuff that we kill each other or we kill to get and to possess and to hold on to, he lost it all. And this is what he said. The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, I came into this world naked and I'm going to leave the same way. If whatever I got, I got, it's because he gave it to me. In other words, it belongs to him. And that, that idea and that thought process, if we could just understand that, that nobody is, a, is an owner of anything, we are stewards and managers of what God has allowed us to have. And you know what happens when we have that kind of spirit? That supernatural generosity? Now really, generosity, generosity or generous is about the feeling of the heart, the feeling of the mind. But what happens is, what happens when we have a generous spirit, a generous heart, a generous mind? We're going to give. And you know what they did? They had land, they had possessions, and they sold them and brought them to the disciples' feet. Why? Why? Because there was a great need. Now here's, now think about this. <clears throat> Tens, probably over 10 to 15, maybe 20,000 people have become believers in Jerusalem now. If you'll remember, there were people from all over the place. Y'all with me? All over the place, all over the world, Jews had come back 
And, and on the day of Pentecost, there was a, an incredible revival of salvation. There were many that believed. And guess what? They didn't want to go home. You say, why didn't they want to go home? Because there was no other church nowhere. And they stayed. Now, here's this will pose a problem. It's almost like the cities that we see today. It's almost like the cities we see today where the refugees come in and flood in. And there's not enough jobs for everybody. There's not enough provision for it. Is everybody understanding that? And not only that, not only that, but all these new believers, if you were a believer in Christ, that meant you renounced Judaism. And guess what? Most of the jobs, watch this. Guess what? Most of the jobs in Jerusalem had to deal with or was connected to the temple. And guess who ran and was responsible to be in charge of the temple? The Sadducees. So if you became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and you publicly were baptized to publicly testify of your belief, you're done. You're, 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 you're all of a sudden unemployed. And you can't, listen, you were ostracized as if you were a heathen. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So what's happening now? Now there's a great need. Well, guess what? The believers, they saw a need. They saw a need and they, they, they said, hey, we got to help with this. And they, they have one mind and they have one spirit. It is a supernatural love on the inside put there by God. And so they begin to bring and be generous and had a spirit of generosity and brought and begin to give to the need. Does that make sense? All right. Now, here, uh, I don't want to do that. Let's just go to the second one. We'll never finish. <clears throat> Let me say it, just a little bit of it. <laughs> Giving is truly from the heart. Giving that counts. God loveth a And you know the only way you can do that is supernaturally. Do you know why? Do you know why Dave Ramsey tells you not to use credit cards and always use cash? Because when the green stuff leaves your hand, it is painful. Y'all with me? You can just swipe that card and you don't really feel it. But when them when them Benjamins are leaving your palm. Y'all with me? Anytime that money's going out, it's painful. Unless your heart is touched. Unless your heart is touched. And you're giving from your heart. And that changes everything. Then you want to do it. And you can't wait to... How many of y'all have ever seen a need or God just impressed you upon your heart to be a blessing to somebody... Man, you did that, and it was so cool. You couldn't wait. To, what happened? The giving was from the heart. It was supernatural. So how do you know that? Because the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he. Do you know when you're like Christ is when you. That's it. So watch what happens. Watch what happens. And this all fits, guys. This all goes together. You'll see. 
This atmosphere in the church at the time, it was, man, it was, they were giving, they were generous, they were of one spirit, one mind, and, and, and man, they saw a need, so they wanted to do something about it. And then secondly, it was an atmosphere of grace. It was an atmosphere of grace. Look what it says. <clears throat> Look what it says. Not only did they not think anything was their own, we're just stewards of what belongs to God. They, they laid the things that they sold at the disciples' feet, and this is in verse 34 and 35. But look what it says in verse 33. And with great, okay, okay, verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Now here it is. And great grace was upon them all. Now, what does that mean? In this particular instance, sometimes when we use the word grace, that, that means like extra help to get through a difficulty. But in this particular instance, it means assistance. It means intervention. It means basically this. Here's a good way to put it. God's hand was on them. They had God's favor, God's touch, God's blessing, if you will. Are y'all with me? Say amen. In other words, God was moving among them. There's no doubt about it. There's no question about it. People were getting saved every day. Listen, they had a generous spirit and a generous heart. Man, they would just go sell pieces of land and houses and everything else and bring it. There's no doubt God was moving in an incredible way. Are y'all with me? Say amen. And I'm going to come back to that, but watch this third one. See, it was an atmosphere of generosity. It was an atmosphere of grace, God's hand, God's favor. God was moving. God's touch was on that place. Man, you could feel God all around them and on them. God was moving with this crowd. But then, see, write this down. It was an atmosphere of glorifying. It was an atmosphere of glorifying. And this is going to set us up right here. This is going to set us up for the, the, the message tonight. Look at this. Acts 2. In your notes, Acts 2, 46. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Can y'all feel this atmosphere? There's joy, there's excitement, it's electric, God's saving people. Hey, we're generous, we're giving. Man, God's hand is on us. You can feel the presence of God. Y'all with me? Now watch what's happening. Verse 47, say it with me. Say it again. Say it again. Praising God and having favor with all the people. All right. Acts 3, 8. And this is when the man's healed going into the temple. And he leaping up stood, walked and entered into the temple, walking, leaping and praising God. Verse 9. And all the people saw, what did they see? Him walking and Verse Acts 2, 40, or excuse me, Acts 4, 21. So when they had further threatened them, this is, now this is when they were arrested, after, after that he had healed this guy, right? This is when they were arrested and they held overnight. The next day they threatened them. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. Why? For all men, all men, now, now watch this, this atmosphere was an atmosphere of generosity. 
It was an atmosphere of giving. It was an atmosphere of grace. Listen, it was an atmosphere of God's presence and God's touch among them and God's favor upon them. And because of all of that, it didn't matter where you turn, they were praising God. They were praising God in the houses. They were praising God at the temple. They were praising God there in the courtroom. Listen, men were glorifying God. What was happening? God was being glorified. People were getting saved. What'd they do? Glorified God. People were getting healed. What'd they do? Glorified God. People got their needs met. What'd they do? Glorified God. So in the midst of all of this, God... God is being what is God looking for to be why did he put us on this planet for us to what glorify him so guess what that's what's happening that's what's happening God's being glorified they're not selfish they're not thinking about themselves There's a spirit of unity. There's a spirit of communion. There's a spirit of generosity. They're giving. Nobody's getting no credit. Nobody's taking no credit. Nobody wants no credit. Listen, praise God for the man healed. Praise God for the people saved. Praise God for the church's blood. Woo! Praise God. What's the first word of chapter 5, verse 1? Hmm. It was going so good. Man, God's purpose for the church was being accomplished and things was going so great. But, what's the title? Here it comes again. Y'all with me? He tried threatening. That didn't work. So I'm going to go a different route. This is Satan. You know, I, I got to thinking about this when I was studying this. Satan's going to try everything in the world to stop the cause of Christ, right? And I got to thinking, I got to thinking about churches that have been destroyed. And, and, and I don't mean church buildings. I mean different local bodies of believers that have been messed up and and, 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 and ripped apart. And, and I tried to think of one that was destroyed from outside persecution or influence or a tornado, hurricane, or, or whatever it might. Travis, I couldn't think of a single one. I could not think of a single one where Satan was able to be... Now, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying I couldn't think of one. I couldn't think of a single instance where Satan was successful by applying outside forces. In other words, the government coming in and shutting this place down or something of that nature. Just about every single church I've ever seen that was a disaster, that fell apart, that was destroyed, it, every single one without fail happened from the inside. From the inside. Now here's. Here's where. I want to go with this. I know you done flipped your paper. But you flipped it too soon. I heard you when you did it. Now flip it back. 
What's the bottom sentence? <laughs> I deserve that. <clears throat> Watch this. Watch this. Now, now, can we all agree God's moving like crazy? People are getting saved like crazy. People's needs are getting met like crazy. God is being glorified like now watch. The acti- don't ever forget this. The activity of God will always attract the attention of Satan. Find a place in the Bible where God began to move that Satan didn't move right behind him. The activity of God will always attract the attention of Satan. Say, preacher, why are you saying that? Because we like to get all jacked up and excited about God moving, and we should. Because God moving and God's touch, I'm, 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 DMD has just got me on cloud nine. I, I'm telling you, I, 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 it's just been a blessing I, I, what, seeing what, what God is doing with it. And, and, and I, I am, I'm at a place where uh, uh, I, I, I'm just excited. I'm telling people, uh, uh, I shared with I shared with my, my buddy this week. Uh, this week we had in attendance outside the church. We have taken the church into the community in different places that we have met. We had a, an attendance of forty five this week in D and D. D and D. Now you say, well, that doesn't that isn't a big deal. We had way more than that on Sunday. I'm talking about unchurched people. Unchurched people. And he said, man, you're pretty excited about this, ain't you? I said, man, yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've seen some areas. God has kind of revealed some areas where Satan's trying to. And the point I'm trying to make is this. Don't get so caught up in the moving of God that you forget to be aware of Satan. Well, he ain't bothering me. That means you're not doing nothing. Because if you're doing something, he's coming. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So now flip your paper over. Now watch. Now watch. Let's look at what's happening. Let's look at what's happening because this is really important for you to get it. God's moving. There's There's an electric atmosphere. It's exciting Man, there's no doubt about that God's favor is upon these people because the Bible says they're having favor with God and man in chapter number two, right? So there's no doubt this is, this is man, this is the deal. It's the talk of the town. And, and people are coming and, and, and man, they're selling, they're seeing needs and they have a generous spirit. And, 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 but there was a couple, husband and wife, who were believers. They were believers. They were part of the fellowship. They were part of those who believed in Christ and were baptized. But they were tempted. And unfortunately, they succumbed to the temptation. And this is what I want you to write down. Number one, we see, what was number one? Say it with me. We see the 
Say it with me again. The. Does everybody understand where I'm going with that? God's moving. It's exciting. Things are, I mean, it's, it's wide open. Number two, I want you to see the satanic attack. The satanic attack. You remember? Anytime God moves, the devil will always be right behind him. The activity of God will always attract the attention of Satan. Satan could not, he was not successful with persecution from the outside, so he's going to pull a sneak attack from the... And he found two people willing to accommodate him. Ananias and Sapphira. Now let's look what happens. Let's look at the attack. A. A. It arrived internally. It arrived internally. In other words, it wasn't from unbelievers. It wasn't from unbelievers. Isn't it amazing that we complain about this wicked, lost world? We, we, we complain about the, uh, uh, the homosexual crowd and their agenda. And we, we complain about the, 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 the drug crowd and, 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 and the drug pushers and, and all that, that crowd. And, and then we, we complain about the liberal media and the liberal politicians that's trying to force. And I don't like, I, I don't like any agenda that tries to slow down the cause of Christ. But we complain about those things, but none of those things can stop the church. None of those things can hinder the cause of Christ. They can persecute. They can come against the church all they want to come against, but that cannot stop the church. It hasn't from the beginning of Pentecost till today, and it never will because Jesus said on this rock, I will build my church. Watch this. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, but we can mess it up. The outside persecuted, didn't stop it. Matter of fact, it exploded. They had more boldness. They had more courage. So what happened? The inside. Now, let me give you a couple verses. Acts 20, 29. Paul is speaking to, I believe it's the church of Ephesus, if I remember correctly. He said, for I know this, that after my departing shall what? Grievous wolves enter in... Where? Among you. Not sparing the flock. Not sparing the flock. Now, what's the problem with that? Well, Jesus explains it. Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in. But what's the next word? But inwardly. They are ravening wolves. 2 Timothy 2, 19. But in the great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth. And some too... And some too. What does that mean? Everybody that comes to church ain't coming for the right reason. That's what it means. Now watch. The moving of God. And the church being blessed. Will always attract the right and the wrong. And I, let, me, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. When we had about 25 people or 30 people, we didn't have the attention of anybody. We, we wasn't on the blip of anybody's radar. Nobody cared that we were here. 
It wasn't. But now that things are different. Now that God has blessed this place in an incredible way. He shows up here in an incredible way. His hand is upon this place and people are being saved and God is blessing. Guess what? Everybody and their brother wants to be associated with this place. I've had people, listen, I have had people to call and invite themselves to speak here. My hand on the Bible. No, they never did. But they see it as a prestigious thing. Look at that crowd. Singers, singers every week beg to come here because they see it as a prestigious thing. Richard, what are you saying? We have to be real careful because everybody, everybody, and let me give you the next one and we'll kind of tag on to that. Listen, it arrived what? Internally, the attack came from the inside. From amongst us. And it be, write this down, it appeared innocent. It appeared innocent. Now watch this. This is really important. Write that down and look at me. What they did, they had, they, let me get this. All right, they're bringing their offering. Just like, Everybody else. Y'all with me? They're not going to get with me. Can y'all get with me? People, people are regularly. Travis, bring an offering. Oh, oh, Miss Klein. That's Patsy Klein too, if you don't know it. We got our own Patsy Klein. Tim, bring that offering. Bring that offering. Come on, bring that offering. Travis, do I have another one? Travis, get you an offering. I need one more. I need it. No, go put it up there, man. Is there another one of them over there? All right. All right, now slow down. Hope, so, pop, pause, stop, stop, stop. Oh, yeah, I see an offer. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. All right. My goodness, God's moving like crazy. God's moving like crazy. Uh, uh, Brother Tim Klein is realizing need, and, and he wants the church to be able to help, so he sold, he sold a bass boat, and here he is bringing his offering, and he puts it to the disciples' feet and says, y'all do what you need to do with it. Take care of the need. All right. That's great, isn't it? All right. And then Brother Travis, he's got a Winnebago, and he's going to sell that thing because he saw a great need, and God's put it on his heart. He loves God, and he loves people, and he wants to be a blessing, so he brings that with joy in his heart. Are y'all with me? All for the cause of Christ because he loves God and wants God to be glorified. Somebody say amen right there. All right, come on, my brother, Mr. Mars. He's got some land. I mean, deer hunting land. He's done, he done going to give that up, sacrifice that for the glory of God. He brings that. that all that looks pretty good, don't it? And here comes Ananias. Now watch. Watch this. To the naked eye, it looked like everybody else. In other words, now watch this. Everybody look at me. When Satan comes 
and attacks from the inside. He's not going to be wearing a badge. Watch, watch how he comes. Look in your verse. Look in your verse. Under B. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen through 15. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. In other words, they're false and they're deceitful, but they made themselves to look like they're apostles of Christ. Are y'all with me? Say amen. He said, no marvel. He said, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of what? Light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Here comes Ananias. He's bringing his offering and it looks like everybody else. And all the church is just, oh, that's great. Woo! Look, look at old Ananias. Look at the sacrifice. Look at the commitment. What a blessing. You say, how, how you know? Because <clears throat> the Bible says, the Bible says, Peter looks him dead in his eye and said, what are you doing? Because see, this is what happened. Let's go back. Let's go back. Verse 37, verse 37. Well, let's go back to 34. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the, the prices. Brought the prices. In other words, whatever money they made, they brought it and put it at the, the apostles' feet. And then they distributed it to those who had need. Same thing in verse 37. But a man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it. In other words, she was aware of it. She was in on it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart that thou hast lied unto the men? No, excuse me. Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto So what happened? What happened? Was the sin, was the sin in the amount that he gave? No. What did Peter say? It was yours. If, if we want to be exact and honest, you didn't have to give anything. It belonged to you. God's all about free will offering. Free will means you can if you want to. Listen, you're not forced. I'm not making you. If you want to do it, do it. He said, you could have done anything with you. So what made it, what made it a sin? What made it wrong? Because he lied about it. So obviously... Obviously, the context means that he went around telling everybody, hey, I sold this particular thing and I'm bringing it all and giving it to. Y'all with me? He lied. He lied. 
So preaching people lie. What made it so bad that God killed him? Part of it, part of it, if, if you want to, let's go back to the Old Testament and you'll find the very early moving of the Jewish nation. God is establishing the Jewish people. He takes them to Sinai, right? He takes them to Sinai and he gives them the law. He gives them the, their responsibilities and the sacrifices and the tabernacle and all of that, how to come and meet with him. And right after that, Hophni and Phinehas, y'all know what happened. His, you know, uh, uh, help me, Brother Travis, what was the high priest at that time? Aaron's sons. Aaron's sons, y'all know what happened? They, they went in there and offered strange fire. What did God do to them? He killed them. It was very early in the early moving of the nation of Israel and God was protecting the purity of his people. This is very early in the establishment of the early church, the baby church, and God was protecting his baby church. But it's more significant than that. Number three, number three, I want you to see, I want you to see number three. What was number one? Same number one. Tell me. Okay. All at one time. Number one, supernatural atmosphere. Number two, number, number, let's see. Did I give you C? Okay. Write this down. The action that's instigated. Satan tempted them to lie. But why would they do that? Why would they do that? This is where we're going to get to. All right, after the satanic attack, write this down. Number three, we see the spirits accounting. The spirits accounting. What does that mean? The spirit knows. You may hide it from your spouse, you may hide it from your kids, you may hide it from your pastor, you may hide it from your workmate, but I promise you this, you'll never hide it from God. And this is the meat of the message, and this is what I want you to get. First, what did the Spirit do in his accounting process? The very first thing he did was examined motives. He examined motives. Where are you getting that from? <clears throat> why else, why else would you lie and say you gave this much when you're only given this much if you didn't want people to look at you and think you were something else? In other words, watch this now, watch this. The Bible says when a man was healed, he was leaping, walking, leaping, and when they beheld and saw the man walking, leaping, and in, 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 in Acts 2, in Acts 2, so they're leaping and praising God, all right? They have not favor with all the people, and they were what? Praising God. They couldn't do nothing to the disciples or the apostles there because all men, what's the G word? They were glorifying God. So God is getting glory. God is getting glory. God is getting glory. People are selling houses and God is getting glory. People are selling land and God is getting glory. People are selling possessions and God is getting glory. And here comes Ananias and Sapphira. Look at me. Look at me. Look what, look what we've given. 
Look what we've given. They were wanting to get credit. They have made church and worship and serving about themselves. And in so doing, in so doing, God's getting glory, God's getting glory, God's getting glory. Now Ananias comes and tries to get the glory. So what is he doing? He's stealing God's glory. He wasn't stealing money. God doesn't need money. God doesn't want money. God doesn't desire money. He was stealing God's glory. Are y'all with me? And guess what? The Spirit knew His motive. Preach it. Now this is where I was going. This is where I was going earlier. When, you remember when I said a, 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 a firecracker church, a place that's got God's hand on it, a place that God is blessing in an incredible way, it will attract all kinds of people. Guess what? It will attract people that desire glory. They want to be on this platform so people can see them. They want to sing so people can see them. They want to speak so people can see them. They want to be involved in something that's big and prestigious in their mind, in their mind that this is, there's a lot of prestige in this. And I want to say, hey, I go to, listen, God knows your motive. And God cares about why you do what you do. People talk about all the time. Well, I've, I've been called to preach or I've been, I'm a teacher. I've been called to teach. And, 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 and they get this idea. Oh, you know why they like to teach? Because they like getting pat on the back by everybody who says, oh, you're such a good teacher. I've seen it my whole entire life. I, and they've come here. They've come here. Listen, over the 20 years I've been here, they come. But guess what? It don't take long before they go. Because there's no big fish in this pond. There's not going to be any big dogs around here. We're all pulling on the same rope, trying to accomplish the same thing. There's no big eyes and little U's. No, sir. We all want a small part of something big, and we're going to be humble, and we're going to thank God for anything we get to do around here. And if you can't do that, get to hitting the road, Jack. No, you ain't got to do that. Listen. Paul had to deal with that all the time because people want glory. And guys, listen, we have to constantly check up with our motives. And I'm going to put myself there. Man, there's been times God says, why are you posting that? Are you posting that so you can say, ooh, what a preacher. Are you posting that so I can get glory or so you can get glory? Why, why are you doing this thing? Why, why are you helping this person? Why, why are you giving this? Are you giving this or you're doing this? Are you doing it so they can look at you and say, whoo, what a person. I, I know y'all are looking at me, but you, my, hey, I know who I'm preaching to. And we have to constantly, constantly be kept in check because our flesh is weak. Our spirit is is willing, but our flesh is weak. These were not sinners from the outside, guys. These were saved, born again. They were believers in Christ who were baptized. They were part of the fellowship, but they succumbed to the temptation of the devil. And it's very easy 
It's very easy to want to do things so we can get the credit. But if we're not doing what we're doing for the glory of God, I promise you this, the Holy Ghost knows our motives. Well, I don't think he cares why we do as long as we do it. No, 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 no. Then why did he tell, then why did he tell the church of Ephesus in the first letter in Revelation chapter number 2? Why did he tell them, you're laboring, you're not putting up with sin. You're, you're do-, and he made a list of all the great things they were doing, they were actively doing. But he said this, I have someone against thee because you've left your first love. In other words, your motives are not right. You're doing what you're doing out of every reason but the right reason. That's a love for me. He said, I tell you what you better do. You better remember from whence thou art fallen. You better repent and you better return to your first words or else I will come quickly and remove thy candlestick which represents the presence of God and the power of the Spirit of God. Else you repent. That's how serious he took it. He cares about motives. He cares about why you do what you do. Are you serving God so somebody can tell you good job? Are, are you doing what you do? Are you giving what you give? Because you want to glorify God and because you want to magnify Him and because you love people and you want to see North Vietnamese people in the villages up in the mountains, you want to see them saved and make it to heaven? Do you want to see God getting the praise of not just people in Colvin, not just people in Alabama, not just people in the United States, but you are giving because you want God to be glorified by every kindred, nation, and tongue? God knows our motives. God knows our motives. The first thing in his accounting process, he examined motives. Then B, he exposed. He exposed hypocrisy. He exposed hypocrisy. He allowed Peter... To know the truth. You know what they were doing? They were just wanting people to think they were something they wasn't. Hypocrisy. God hates hypocrisy. I mean, in in the Sermon on the Mount, he blistered the Pharisees for their hypocrisy. He said they like to get on the street corner and just shout and pray and get loud and all that. Why? So people look at them and think they're spiritual. They walk around with the way they're dressed so people think they're spiritual. They'll fast and, and, and put ash on themselves so people will think they're And he said, that makes me sick. God hates hypocrisy. You think sinners in this world hate hypocrisy and hypocrites? God hates it worse. Y'all with me? And he exposed it. Now let's read our verse. Numbers 32, 23. But if ye will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord. Read it with me. And be sure your sin will find you out. Say it with me. And be sure your sin will find you out. Mm-hmm. Psalm 90 verse 8. Psalm 90 verse 8. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee. Our Our secret sins and the light of thy countenance. God won't let it last long. You get mad if you don't get credit. Singers, do you get mad if somebody else gets your song? 
You don't get enough stage time. One of the guys got mad at me that invited himself to speak here and got angry at me because I wouldn't let him. And here, here's his thing. I knew what his motive was. I knew exactly what his motive was. And, and, and let, let me say this. I'll probably get criticized on, but anyway, we're on Facebook. They can take it how they want to. There's a lot of preachers all over America that don't feel like their crowd's big enough. So they're going on Facebook to be heard. And they're trying to create a Facebook following to be heard. They think they deserve a bigger crowd or whatever it might be. But God is my witness. God is my witness. I I am no more excited to be standing in front of you right now than I was to walk into a dusty auto body shop last night and see 12 men who the majority of them don't know Christ, don't go to church, sit down and study their Bible with me. I promise you, that's prestige to me. If you feel like you have to have some credit, now don't get me wrong. I'm not against an attaboy. And I'm not against encouragement. And I'm not against being a blessing to somebody. But if you live for the praise of men, you will die for the lack thereof. And if you don't do what you do for the smile of God, man, you're going to be greatly disappointed in ministry. Because I don't know if you've figured this out yet, but man will let you down. Amen? Amen. He examined his motives, then he exposed his hypocrisy. Ladies and gentlemen, it'll all come out in the wash. It always does. God will always reveal true motives. May not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But be careful of the one that's always trying to get you on their side. Especially if their side is against God's people. There was a man in the Bible in the Old Testament named Absalom. He was the son of King David. And he would sit in the gate and as people would come through who had issues and had things that, that, that needed taken care of and really need the audience of the king because the, king, the king's busy. And he would not always be able to take care of issues. Absalom would sit there and say, I tell you what, if I was king, this is what I'd do. I tell you, that king don't have time for you, but I'll listen to you. And you know what the Bible says? He stole the hearts of the people. And you know what he was? He was a wolf in sheep's clothing. 
I've seen them come and I've seen them go. I've seen men come in here and man, I'm telling you what. You should hear them pray. My soul, they sounded spiritual. And you would think, my goodness, this guy, if there's anybody that knows God, this guy knows God. But eventually, true motives come out. And they always, and the sad part is, is when they eventually leave, because God's going to get them out. He's going to weed the garden. But usually they're intertwined and they take other people with them. So how do you know that? Ananias took his wife with him. She died too. It will come out. It will be exposed. Then lastly, we got to quit. He examined their motive. He exposed their hypocrisy. And then C, he ex- executed discipline. God killed him? That's exactly what happened. And this was not an unusual case. 1 Corinthians 11.30. For this calls many, this, is, this was Paul talking to the church at Corinth because they were abusing the Lord's Supper, the communion table. He says, for this cause, because they were doing that, many are weak and sickly among you. And many, you know what that means? They died. God judged them and they died. These are believers. God doesn't whip children that don't belong to him. Y'all with me? God will execute discipline to his children. In 1 Corinthians 5, 4 and 5, Paul is dealing with the man that was having an affair with a stepmother. He said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together in my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, he said to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. You know what that means? For him to die. If he would not be willing to repent, if he was causing shame on the name of Christ, But thank the Lord, we find out in the second letter that the man repented. Say amen. Amen. Aren't you glad with great repentance there's great restoration? But God will discipline his children. Now watch this. This is where we sum it up. In chapter 4, verse 33, we find that God, we find God giving the church great, come on, great and great. But in chapter 5, we find judgment on two individuals which caused. Now everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Anytime God blesses a man or blesses a movement, blesses a church, a congregation, a ministry with great power and great grace, We better make sure and not lose great reverence and holy fear of God. Because God doesn't just care about the production or what the church can accomplish. He cares about the purity of the church. And all God's people say it. Well, let's pray. I got my rollover minutes tonight. 
So make sure and go get them kids as soon as we pray, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank